evening, everyone. <clears throat> Pardon me. <laughs> I had I had a little bit. I had too much Diet Coke shortly before the show started. I apologize. Um, I was on the phone with my mother. I'm going to tell you a little story for a second. I was on the phone with my mother, and um, she said, uh, call me when you get up. This is for tomorrow because we're going to go shopping. And I said, um, I got up at 4 o'clock this morning. And she said, if you call me at 4 a.m. tomorrow, I'm taking a ta- I'm taking a trip to town especially to whoop your ass. That's my mama right there. I won't be calling her at 4 a.m. because I think she means it. Just saying. Um, tonight's project for Plot Drift is One Day Q Disappears. And Q is a character in the James Bond fandom um, uh, over many, many, many years, played by many, many actors. Uh, but knowing my guest the way I do, she'll be focusing on the cue that appeared in um, Casino Royale with Daniel Craig, um, Skyfall, and, oh my goodness, most recently I've forgotten the name of that movie. <gasps> Spectre, thank you. <laughs> it's like it's like somebody in the chat room knew that was coming. <laughs> Anyways, Lady Holder is joining me tonight to Plot Drift. I want to remind everybody in the chat room that while you're welcome to participate, if the plotting author dismisses your idea, please do not keep posting it in the chat room or try to make them change their mind. Secondly, um, while you might find this inspiring, you don't have permission to write an author's idea before they do. That's some rude-ass shit, just to let you know. So don't go taking ideas from Plot Drift, whether it's this one or one of mine or Jilly's or whatever, um, and write it out like it's yours, because that's just rude. Anyways, let me find Lady Holder. Lady Holder? Is that you? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. And I'm watching my <laughs> husband being an absolute fucking troll. That would be her asshole husband. (laughs) You absolute rat bastard. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's the husband. Okay. So. Plot drift. One day, Q disappears. Now, here's the thing. I um, That's a lovely line, by the way. I'm cooking dinner, so sorry about the noise. Um, but am I doing it in a Sentinel verse? Am I doing it in a regular spy verse? Um, am I doing it in a um, fusion verse where we're over at the SGC? Is it even Q from, from MI6? You know, we have to figure that one it out. It's totally up to you. Hmm. I've seen uh, Sentinel ones done okay, but the problem is it's always a long-distance thing because it's very difficult for Bond to be the suave, debonair ladies' man if he's bonded to somebody who's back home, unless they're platonic, and that's just weird. Um, Hmm. Let's see. 
some ass. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to go, I'm not going to go MI6, or not purely MI6 first. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a crossover into something. I just don't quite know what yet. Figure it out as I go. Um, one day Q disappears. So to make it a bit of a mystery, Q disappears from MI6, the new one, where everything is regulated and there's so many cameras, it's insane. But nobody can find him. And, hmm. <laughs> now, the question is, when did they go looking for him? Because is this something he normally does? I mean, we've seen, I don't know, have you seen Spectre yet? No, I have not. This is going to be spoilers for Spectre then. So, no, I don't care. Go ahead. Um, Okay, well, put it in the, the, the blurb or whatever so that way we know it's going to happen. Because mm. it's in She's Spectre, so bossy. She um. Yeah, I know. Isn't it just weird? Where did I pick that up from? Oh, um, no. I don't know either. So, uh, in, it show, they show Q having this... Um, Basically, it looks like an old space where they store a lot of the, the previous inventions and stuff. And um, it looks like it's in, still in the old tunnels that they were in in um, uh, Skyfall, the previous Bond, in Skyfall. So, you know, he can... I think Q Branch would be kind of used to him disappearing for uh, a little bit every once in a while, but when he doesn't show up, I know there's a mission ongoing, or at least there's there's a prep for it. And Q is supposed to be there to walk Bond through something, because we got to let Bond know what's going on. So um, when Q doesn't show up, one of his minions takes over and Bond wants to know why he's there. So they have to explain that he's missing and things start coming a little unglued. Um, after that, it's a race to find him. Where is he? Who's got him? Why would they want him? Uh, I've seen a number of these done where sometimes it's his coding is wanted, his ability to hack. Um, somebody he may have had a problem with uh, previously. Um, hmm. We don't know anything about Q. All right. So, um, other than he potentially spent time in in Q Branch as a as somebody who was there, I mean, we 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 see him all of a sudden take the job when the previous Q died, right? Okay. Okay. 
So does that follow that he was brought in straight up, or do you think he – well, he's too familiar with, with Q Branch, so he, he probably came up from the inside. So a lot of stories I see have him titled as R before he becomes Q, so obviously the, the heir apparent is, is labeled in some way. So how does he disappear? Um, I don't know. That's the thing. Because if yeah. he's on his way over to his, if the tunnels, okay, and there's a, let's call it a, um, yeah, Julie says an inside job, because it's going to have to be, because there's only a maybe one or two second spot in the whole place that has a blank on the camera, which might just be enough. Well, an inside job could make the um, cameras easy to deal with. Yeah. Well, that depends. How hard is the encryption? I mean, this is Q after all. He's, you know, he's had to deal with Silva, which was a major inside job, and then all the, the inciting jobbing from um, C, which was, I believe, what they called um, the uh, the guy's inspector. Looks so, like um, inside jobs are something of commonplace then. Yeah, which is kind of bad. And so we've got an inside job. We've got a missing um, executive from MI6. Because, don't kid yourself, the head of Q Branch is rather important. You've got to have probably a good running knowledge base of um, upcoming missions, previous missions, and the end results of some of them because he's had to uh, to do the, the work to, to help decrypt or, or figure, get the information out of them. So, yeah, he's valuable. So who took him? Why would they take him? Maybe it was the leftovers from... Um, Spectre's group Love, money, or revenge Love, money, or revenge Well, I'd say revenge Alright, and money <laughs> uh, Revenge and money because Spectre's, the Spectre, which I'm going it, to, it's a good launching platform for this. Um, they took down an organization that spanned the globe. And people who, um, who were used to living off of it, the money that it brought them, they don't have it anymore. And so the person who could potentially get it back for them is the person who helped dismantle it. And getting Bond is a hard target. The softest target out of all the people who took it down is Q. Emma's got his guards. Um, Eve, is, Eve is one of uh, Emma's guards, so they guard each other. Uh, James is his own thing doing that, and that leaves Q. So, revenge and money. Now, who's, who's doing the revenge? Who's doing the money? 
Do we want it foreign? Do we want it domestic? Can always do it domestic. They they grew a good chunk of that. Well, it, I guess it depends on how you want the revenge, yeah, um, mm-hmm. to work. Do you want if it's domestic, then um, it's really really close to home, which means there's somebody left in the Spectre's organization that they didn't get. Mm-hmm. That's in a high level position, a high enough position that they can manipulate the inner workings of MI6 mm-hmm. to snatch Q. Yeah. The revenge is ultimately against, um, let's see, it was, it was M, Eve, James, the lady doctor, who I really honestly don't think is going to be breathing much longer. Um, M second, which I don't remember his name, and then Q. So I honestly, I think it's again, using Q against MI6. So that's who the revenge is ultimately against. Because if they break Q... They've got MI6, potentially MI5, thank you, Shallon, and a good chunk of the rest of the intelligence world. Tanner, you're right, Willis, thank you. Tanner is M so, second in command. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, So with him with him gone, you need the best retrieval person or persons. So hey, let's let's draw um, a character who only got mentioned in one movie and then never showed up again. 006. Or, yeah, which would be Alec Trevelyan. Because might as well have two wolves going after one one person if you're going to have fun. And they apparently worked well together. So, <laughs> so you have um, James who completes his mission, messy, fast, and hard. He gets back to England where Hugh's uh, boffins are doing their thing trying to find him. They found that the... Um, found the, the two-second hole, MI6 would have something like, you know, like a uh, CSI, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I would, it's a, they would wouldn't expect. want to um, farm out their forensics. Right. So somebody's already done all the forensics work, found that the only prints in the area are cues, and they're smudged like using drags from somewhere. Maybe they found some blood. And hmm, should I have him lose his glasses? That depends. Is is um, the loss of his glasses um, going to um, make him more vulnerable? Yeah, he's nearsighted. You know, he can't see, at least not easily. And how does that play into your plot in the future? Is this going to be uh, uh, a stumbling block 
for later action? Well, potentially. It can also be a wherever he ends up when he's when the big reveal of, you know, why did, why did we take you, Q? You know, have somebody hand him a set of glasses in his prescription showing exactly how much access they've had to his files. Yeah, because that's not creepy and shit. Yeah, that's not creepy at all, right? <laughs> We're just all in your business. <laughs> yeah. We found out that you really... Dude, boy, have you have you thought about that RK and, you know... You know uh, um, from there... Let's see... Hmm. You're such a pantser. It's so funny listening to you plot. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's ridiculous, isn't it? It's really interesting actually to um to um listen to your uh to your process um without, you know, because my interference. Because you do wonder around the, the, the plot point. Um but then you circle back to it in a really interesting way. It's just it's very different than um <laughs> Jilly, and it's very different from me. So it's so it's so it's a good thing for people to mm-hmm. to see different perspectives on how yeah. to do this and how to build a story. So so far, you have had Q disappeared. His people are looking for mm-hmm. him. I have a fast and dirty mission going on from James, uh, so that way he can get back and do a manhunt. Um, there's. There's um, when he gets back. There's a fair amount of forensic evidence showing a relatively um, well, actually a very skilled bag and tag, basically, of a person who didn't really want to go, but didn't really have much choice. And then we have um, we have. Q's heir and Eve and everybody back basically at MI6 doing the information hunt while um, Bond and Trevelyan are doing the manhunt. So now we got to figure out where. You know, um, that's why I was wondering if I was doing domestic or not, staying domestic. You know, um, are they staying in Britain? Are they going around Europe? Are they going more outrageously um, weird and wacky? Because you know it's not it's not a James Bond story or film without going to the uh, to the ends of the earth. Yeah. So, wonder where I'm going to go. First, I'm going to go. Airports are kind of difficult because carrying a unconscious person in a land where they've got a lot of t- um, uh, cameras evidenced by Sherlock and um, the CCTVs we see there, you know, that's it's very difficult to carry or to get somebody who is that, at least to the authorities, that recognizable through. So... I would say it's going to be by boat. 
and it's going to be um, through a very small cove because there's a lot of areas uh, on the shore. At least pull a, um, a small boat up and uh, move over to a larger boat, and it would be an easier way to get people off the island, I would expect. And so, you know, looks like a pleasure boat. It goes out, nobody notices. There's a small ship or something submersible and it picks up Q. And that's where everybody loses them. They go back to MI6 for information and somebody's got to break through some case. Something they've been they've been fighting. Or hmm. Hiding in plain sight. Well I would figure MI6 has been dismantling um, Spectre and all its its mess. So why was Q going down to his little hidey hole to work? Was he working on something that he was tinkering with? Was he working on something from Spectre where he wanted to... Um, His, his station is in the middle of of Q Branch. Everybody can see his his screens. Everybody can see his what he's working on, which is a no go in this case. It's got to be eyes only, top secret, or the equivalent thereof. So the reason he was going down there with his stuff was he was working on something for M, and M has to cough it up. So what what could it be? When I saw that in the fact in the chat room where it said hiding in plain sight, my first thought was is um the insider staged Q's disappearance. He's not actually even out of the building. He's been stashed somewhere oh, in MI six. Um until everything gets quiet? Because whatever they need it's would there. they be right. So wouldn't it be easier for them? Because they're not going to be looking inside for Q. They're going to be looking outside for Q. Okay, I can I can see that. And I would expect they'd still have access to the um, the tunnels that they were in in Spectre, or Inspector in Skyfall. So maybe stick them down there. Nobody looks for them there because they're, they're not using it. It's old, it's sealed, it's abandoned. That could work, but it's still connected. Hmm. So, okay, we've got that. So who potentially is the spy? The, the person who's hiding in plain sight? Are we going to have it be somebody trusted? one of our main characters. Daywolf says Q's heir did it. No, I think Q would have data mined that person to 
to Helen back because that's, he's not going to trust that easy. So it would have to be somebody who was vetted before Q ever appeared on the scene, someone above, yeah. beyond approach, reproach. Um, so either a double O, as Julie just suggested in the chat room, or Tanner, mm-hmm. who's gone through two M's, mm-hmm. been there a long time. Mm-hmm. Help take down the organization. That's the appearance he gave, anyway. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, we can have all the crumbs lead to him, and it be somebody else. I mean, that would be interesting, too. Very. So, so all the crumbs lead to him. And... They're old crumbs. They're not something that was planted, you know, within within weeks or months of Spectre blowing its little lid. These are old. It's the stuff that's been happening for a very long time. Well, if that's the case, then it predates um, Spectre. Um Mm-hmm. And the tar- and that Q's been on target for a very long time because you can't leave a breadcrumb trail going back to even before Q was well, Q. Well, the thing is, but you can do it while he was he was R. Right, which predates even um, Casino Royale. So let's refine this a little bit. Instead of it being strictly MI6, it's um, it's there's a uh, bit of revenge against Q himself. Q, there's no way that man came up um, in government service as a hack, hacker extraordinaire without having been somebody who dabbled at least before he got in. Why did he get in? What did he do ahead of, uh, before that? Was he a black hat? Well, considering his age um, and his talent, I would say he was mm-hmm. either, it was a, like a decision that they, like, okay, you can either come work for us or we're going to throw you in a dark hole and you're never going to see the live day again. I would love to take a job yeah. with my six. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Let me That's find me avenue. that dog other... I've got a pen. The other avenue is that he was identified as a very young man, even as far as like in um, uh, whatever passes from middle school in um, Britain, mm-hmm. and that um, he was groomed into MI6 from a very young age. Well, you want to hear? You want to have something that I have heard? Um, we never know who Q's what is it, his last name is. So um, I know it's been done. Where Q is the youngest, uh, show our youngest um, home, which would be interesting, but whatever. Um, but I've also seen it where he was the previous Q's son, and this would be why he was groomed. Yeah. So. Old Q was old. Old Q was very yeah. old. Grant. Old Q could have had a well, really hot 
young girlfriend. <laughs> or old Q could have had a grandson, too. Yeah, true, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jilly comments is, do they have a use for Q, or is he just a low-hanging fruit? Is he uh, bait? Or is he the gold? No reason he can't be a bit of both. I mean, they, whoever this person is, they've lost access to the multiple billions that, that um, Vector was running around playing with. So having um, having having him appropriate their money into someplace untraceable that they can still get to would be extraordinarily useful for them. But he's also he's also baked to, to potentially scupper. Well. So, so he can be the goal. He can be the bait, or he can be the distraction. Because everybody's over here looking for Q. What's happening over here when no one's paying attention? So do we want somebody who's going to continue Spectre's goal of tapping into all of the intelligence networks and getting their hooks in so that way they can go back to their life of Or just someone who went batshit crazy when <laughs> they didn't get their way? Well, that shit is fun too. You know, we, we've had people do that. Hmm. If you go the black hat route, and he was um, press ganged into uh, serving um, MI6, uh, maybe even as young as 16, um, mm-hmm. and he's been there a very long time. Uh, Probably about fifteen to, to uh, twenty years. The issue he's, he's of his disappearance looks. doesn't have to be about anything but him. Okay. So it looks like they can they can chase down all these these leads. You know, it could be this, it could be that, maybe it's a little bit of this, maybe it's a little bit of that. And I don't think I'm going to have Q behind it. I think I'm going to have him as a gray hat. (laughs) Yeah. He's... He does things because he can sometimes, but for the most part, he's not that bad, at least as far as um, leaving his footprints all over stuff, if you will. So, okay. Let's do this. They they think he's all, they think that the reason he's been stolen is um, the data he was going to go look at, the eyes-only stuff. Only... As they're looking for him, they they find the hard drive. It's not been messed with. All the data is still there, no changes. So that particular theory got shelved, and they start looking into into finding out why else Q could get stolen. Okay, and they find 
they find the less than they find out how long he's been there. And M starts doing the math and, and freaks out because he realizes the you know, the employee has been here for you know, since he's he, since he was sixteen. You know, to use your age. Long time. Um so am I gonna have him be in his his thirty one or am I gonna have him be thirty six? He could be the old M son. That would be interesting. Um, she did give a bit of a. She seemed okay with him. So hey, yeah, let's let's do that. She's the he's the old M son. And he got his degrees, and he came in, and he came in because he had to. But. He came in to do this on his own as much as he could. That's why, well, that's one of the reasons why he went in and, and became um, a letter, you know, or a nickname or something, and then became R and then became Q. And he is used to that because he doesn't have a, or he doesn't use his name. And I'm not going to make it a Q name because God, those are horrible. Um, <laughs> oh, come on. What's wrong with Quentin? <laughs> I like Quentin just fine, you know. Uh, but it's it's a little bit, I don't know, um, <laughs> ironic to the max. Uh, but going back, trying to figure out why he was taken, it's we don't know who his father is. His father's somebody. You know, it could be... Maybe he doesn't well, even know who his father is. True. You know, and his mother, having been a spy, would take that knowledge, you know, with her forever. All right. And, you know, um, Dame Judy Dench is the one who played the, the old M, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was a beautiful woman. When she was younger, so she's quite stunning in her um, in her uh, age I now. I know, but I'm just thinking. But she was for, banging um, when she was younger. I have to agree. Yeah, but I'm more thinking, you know, the the um, the type of missions that they send Bond on, where where he's to, you know, distract people, you know. So you're and saying that Anne could a, be a double O who seduced people? Yeah, she got she got her information as she could, and and if that meant pillow talk with a pretty girl, well, you know, <laughs> people get really stupid. <laughs> what? I love it. I love it. It's great. <sighs> yeah, and there was an oopsie after one mission, and M spent a year after she found out, um, doing, well, obviously, uh, having made the decision to keep the child, um, she uh, uh, then had to, say, go through and do all the training for other uh, double O's, and they found out that she was very good at what she did, 
and that's how she got onto the route of becoming M. Okay. So with that, um, okay. So whether or not she actually, you know, raised him, that's debatable. But Daddy Dearest is somebody interesting. So let's go back 31 years. I like 31. Um, let's see. 16 years would put us in 2015. Before that would put us uh, 85? 86, uh, 84, 85? Uh, that's... Booming right through the Cold War. Yep. So, Russia's still a going concern. Okay. They've still got their people doing their thing. Um, they could do that. 80s were also the height of some of the worst uh, drug excesses on the planet. So there's that one. Um, but MI6, I think, would be the one who would be going after, you know, foreign. So let's do Russian. Okay. So now we've got somebody high up in <laughs> high up in Russian um, counterintelligence, who, for whatever reason got introduced to a young um, executive in something, in a dinner party and whatever, looked at him and saw his old friend, somebody. Q looks exactly like his dad. And brought it up, and now we have a kidnapping. So his dad so, kidnapped no. him, or someone kidnapped him to get to his Arranged. dad? Well, we're still figuring that one out. <laughs> so, hey, I gotta, I'll walk down all my different paths, figure out what I like the best. <laughs> this is how I do this. Do That's, it's, it's, there is no right way. No, there isn't. Yeah. You just cracked me up, that's all. <laughs> okay, so, so... So... Okay, so we have... We have somebody doing it to get to Daddy Beers because a... A communication comes in for M... Not now, I'm busy, my, my you know, cue is missing, take, take a message. Can't take a message, it is whatever the hell his name is. And, you know, you have to take the, the call, the message, the whatever. Okay, why am I taking this? It's because of my son. Okay, well, that's lovely, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, who's your son? And, at which case, uh, I think Bond is going to doggle 
and uh, Alex is probably going to do the same. And Eve is going to uh, hold her hand out to, Tan- to Tanner, and um, he's going to pay her off. Because <laughs> they've been playing that game for quite a while. <laughs> yes. And Mallory's going to reach into his back pocket, grab his wallet, hand her a tenor as well. <laughs> and go because, of course, it's got something to do with Q's past. And, you know, they figure it out. They find the actual birth certificate, not the fake. And it lists Daddy's name. Um... Jilly's asking, is Q already in a relationship with either of them, Alec or James? Uh, oh, hell, let's go play and, and do it as a trio. <laughs> I, just, I don't know if I see James Bond sharing well with others. <laughs> well, the the... The sharing is more because of uh, Fanon than anything, because there's a lot of of the three of them, and Alec and James are very best friends type thing, and they they found this one person they both like, and it took a while, and getting locked into a closet while um, Q sits on the other side and says, you will figure this out, or the door will be electrocuted until you do. Um, but they figured it out, and he gets what he wants, which is both of them. So, hmm. And so now we're on a bit of a race because while there, everybody's backs have been turned and and the um, the red alert was stepped down. Q has been removed from the extended tunnels around MI6. And he's gone. And we can do the boat thing and the sub thing. And off it goes. And the reason I can do, I'm taking the sub thing is because uh, Russia for a very long time was hemorrhaging military hardware. Like they were selling everything. So somebody picking up, you know, um, the hardware would be interesting. Now, hmm, I haven't written any of this down. It's a good thing I, I have a good idea of where I'm going with this. Um, oh, you can always listen to the podcast later and make your notes. Yeah, I know, and that's the, that's the thing I'm thinking about. So, okay. He was stolen. Nobody sees it. Nobody finds out until um, Bond's mission is... Um, is almost derailed because no no Q. R steps up while everybody else goes looking for Q. They find the kidnap scene. They find evidence of foul play. The, the MI6 version of CSIs do their thing. Bond completes his mission fast and dirty. They call they call uh, James back for a fact to find him. Um, while James is coming back, he also grabs Alec on the way past because Alec was just, let's say he was floating in the med doing nothing. 
Um, and they both arrive at MI6. They start looking around. They find evidence of him be, of Q being taken somewhere. He really wasn't while all this is going on, and they're looking around trying to find him. We get the phone call from dear Russian daddy, find out about mom and baby. Q goes officially disappearing. And then we get back over to Q. He's now waking up. Somebody hands him his glasses, which is creepy, and, or hands him a set of glasses. These look much better instead of the BCGs that you've got which I don't think actually are working for Q, but whatever. And for those who are wondering what the acronym BCGs are, they're a military acronym for birth control glasses because they're supposed to act like it when you're wearing them. They're not working on Q. <laughs> they're not the sexy kind. Well, you know, he looks pretty sexy in his. <laughs> um, okay, so... He wakes up, why am I here, what's going on, what's, what's this? Um, whoever kidnaps him doesn't think much of him physically, so they're not really doing anything of the um, same variety of stuff that they did with, uh, with 007 on the various times he's been held tied up and tortured, but they don't have him around any electronics. And at that point, they're just, you know, you're here for bait, and we're trying to draw somebody out. And that's when the reveal happens, because Q never knew who his dad was. Ouch. <laughs> Double whammy. Well, I'm debating <laughs> whether or not he knows who his mom is. That's your dad. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm also debating if I'm going to tell him who his mom is. Wow. Has he known? Was he adopted? What What was the thing? You know, because old M was just cold enough to do that. I don't know if it would be a matter of coldness or a matter of keeping her child safe. No, could be a bit of both. Yeah. She was a bit of a nice lady. Yeah. So... Okay, so we've got we've got that. We never did find out who the heir was for Spectre and if it was so let's say somebody high in the Russian Russian intelligence was the heir. And the latest stumbling block, I don't know, it's over in that with the, this guy, I don't know, we can figure that one. But they if they're in a sub, they're underwater, they're very hard to find, and you can stay down there for a very long time. Even with a Russian sub. So that's what they do until it gets a little bit quieter. And then they go to shore. And that's Wait, are we talking months here or weeks or days or... Weeks. Weeks. 
it would have to be weeks, I guess, because it, you just can't kidnap a high-value target like that and it get calm in a couple of days. No. But it can be turn down the heat, let the, you know, we're not getting anywhere. And we've got a scene in there where, you know, um, Mallory is advocating just that. Everybody calm down. Let's, let's you know, we've got to give, we've got to give them a reason to come back up. Okay. So they go quiet. The, 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 um, the kidnapping is no longer front page. All right. So now they come back up and Q is, he still has no access to tech. They've got him somewhere completely locked up. He doesn't have any access. I don't think he has the smart blood, although it would have been smart for him to have it. Hang on just a sec. Frozen dears. Yes, my wife, my love, my most wonderful one. Um, <laughs> did, did they hear that? Yes, they did. Okay. And she cackled. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. And I married him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's all you. Well, when you said front yeah, page, you didn't mean that literally, right? Well, front page on at least the, the, I don't see it as actually being really truly front page, but it's um, whatever version of the spy world's, um, you know, top 10, you know, incidences around the world, it's dropped. <laughs> okay. So this isn't public knowledge. No, it's not, but it's, um it's no longer not it's no longer the top ten. All right. So things have gotten a bit quiet and off we go. Um, okay. And what are you up to? Have I told you today that I love you? Yes, and you're telling everybody on this thing, too. Well, I love you. Go away. <laughs> before I start touching the house for pods. <laughs> Did you say the house or his ass? Cause... The house. <laughs> okay. You won't let me hear just... that. <laughs> um... One way for them to take to take off the heat on the whole Q issue is for MI6 to um, declare Q a loss. Point R to Q. Yeah. R becomes Q. There's a new air put in place. The search is officially called off. And Trevelyan run a mission without uh, without looking officially. 
and things look like they're getting back to normal. Not so much, but it looks like it. Meanwhile, Daddy Dearest is getting interviewed to find out what his past may hold, what what secrets may be there. Somebody's going through M stuff to find what was going on. <laughs> there's a lot of embarked comments that Anne Bond has a holy fit. I think there's a lot of explosions on his neck. I'm not sure it would be so holy, though. It would be kind of unholy. <laughs> I I kind of have a feeling that there's a large number of explosions, and there used to be something there that was big. Semi- looked like it was permanent. Not so much no more. Like a country. <laughs> yeah. Go on. Yeah. Um so So when this happens, Bond does his um He practices his favorite hobby, resurrection. So he looks like he dies, or at least he disappears. And maybe Alec gets sent, gets sent out after him. Maybe he disappears as well. And they start looking. They put their ears to the ground, and they start shaking all sorts of trees to find out what's going on over in... Russia and the old USSR. So I'm betting there's those, a fair amount of contacts over there. For those of you keeping track, I think she's just plotted her way into the 50K mark. <laughs> <laughs> and they haven't even yeah. found you yet. <laughs> Go on. And Hugh, in the meantime, is incredibly bored, very peeved, and is contemplating murder most foul in any way he can get his, his get uh, something to do because he's incredibly tired of what he's eating you know, what he wouldn't <laughs> give for for fuck's sake can I curry or fish and chips or something with some, some texture to it for fuck's sake I'm tired of sandwiches because they're not going to give that man a fork or a knife or no. <laughs> yeah you know, and wherever he is, it's the food sucks. The, the, <laughs> you know, there's there's no entertainment. They're making. I mean, the the closest he's had to entertainment was the 15 year old, um, you know, mag, uh, fashion magazines that he found stuffed under a floorboard. You know. Oh, no! At this point, they're not floating around the ocean. Before that. Um, he was before that I actually think the best thing they could do to that man to keep him from taking apart a submarine piece by piece is to sedate him because there's too much tech Uh, if you go look at any of the the, um, well if you look at one of the James Bond films where uh, it wasn't Goldeneye it was from the same era though um, they have a Russian submarine, and there's there's too much tech in almost every room. 
So all you you basically need is a set of wires and electricity, and he's going to do something that's really going to fuck your life up. So sedating him is probably the best bet to keep him from fucking your life up while you're you know underwater. Um, he's going to participate in rescuing himself, Jilly. Jilly asks, well, do you want Q to be rescued or participate, participate in rescuing himself? Because what I think I'm going to have him do is he's going to sit tight. He's going to be cooperative. He's going to be bored. And they slip up. And with his, with his meal comes something, a, a plastic, you know, a plastic knife. Well, that's, that's useful. He hides that. Paper clips, um, something that is of metal. And he slowly but surely MacGyvers his way into getting out of where he is bitching the entire time. Let's have him bitch about having to, to actually, I can't believe I'm MacGyvering my way out of this. Why don't I put make something, you know, that goes in my clothes for God's sake. From now on, I'm wearing clothes that have stuff in them. You know, because of course they have Why the fuck do I have to rescue myself? What is the point of having exactly. two double O's in my bed if neither one of these motherfuckers can come rescue me? <laughs> yes, exactly. So, you know, as... <laughs> As, as James and Alec are getting closer and closer, Q is getting, you know, he's going more and more and more spare. And finally, by the, you know, there's, they, let's, let's do the, the um, semi-typical, um, yeah, he's in a, a, one of those nice chalets on the side of a mountain. It's got great views. You think you can see everything. You basically can. You know the the Wonder Twins managed to get there. They're they're on their approach. Up. They're being stealthy. <laughs> I just called them the Wonder Twins. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know what the whole incestuous was saying that um, implies, and just focus on how funny that is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you know they're 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 tw- they're the twin pairs of of MI6. But um, you've got this nice, beautiful, you know. Uh, classic chalet on the side of a mountain. Everything is lovely, wonderful, calm. You know, James and Alec are, are sneaking their way up, and there's fireball. And they kind of <laughs> look at it, and they look at each other. I think you've had enough, and let's go fetch him. And so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Barb. I've had that in. I've had, yeah. Um, so, you know, we have we have you know big explosion, big bada boom, several of them. And by the time we get up there, Q is trying to hotwire a vehicle so that we can get the hell out of there. I'm tired of this shit. Thank you very much. <laughs> And he sees the dynamic duo come walking in. Where have you been? I have been. You would not believe how. What? I I have been bored. This is bad. (laughs) You know, did you bring a computer? Did you bring anything? And the guys look at each other and go, no. Should we have? 
a cell phone, that would have. You could have a scene where um, Alex says, I brought him, and James is like, well, I brought him. <laughs> we brought each other. That's, that's what we brought. And some guns. And, <laughs> yes. And Hugo's. And while that's lovely, and I appreciate the both of you, and I will appreciate the both of you later, I would like something that works, that that is electronic. <laughs> and what can they hand him? Well, the exploding pen isn't electronic, I don't think. Let me see. Actually, it is. No, they hand him the they hand him the the, um, the 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 pen, and um, uh, Jilly comments, uh, or actually, oh, that is funny Bart as hell. Commenting that Get the hand in the right <laughs> starts, <laughs> Yeah. So, Barb also commented that that he's he doesn't have he he's basically scantily clothed and barefoot against the cold, in in a. a Attempt to keep him from escaping. Jilly comments a cell phone or an earwig. Say Wolf comments a radio. Um, or an, and Jilly also comments an ear, the earwig would be hysterical. Ooh. <laughs> um, a standard unmodified watch and one of those itty bitty little radios. Here. And Q looks at the watch, flips it around to check to see if it's one of his modified ones, and looks over at whichever one of them handed it to him and says, I know you've got about four of these sitting on the dresser at home. Why the hell did you come with this? He says, they keep them. That's what Q gave me. (laughs) That's what the new Q (laughs) gave me. Actually, no. That's what the new R gave him. And that radio doesn't work. The new R is the is the inside person, I think. That works better because then it kind of it separates. It's a degree of separation mm-hmm. from. Um, mhm. It's just right it down the road. Gives you a reveal. Mhm. And when Q pops open the um, the radio, the same one of the type that he gave James, because if I remember right, that's about the only thing that made it home from um, from Skyfall. Wow, what a sacrifice he's making you. That's a great sacrifice he's making for you. (laughs) The comment is, that's a great sacrifice you're making for me. I am. I'm that kind of person. Yes, you are. I made bangers and mash for dinner tonight. Ah. Yes, well, he made the mash, but yeah, Mm. good stuff. So, um, there's a watch, there's, there's a fairly defunct radio. Um, and yes, as 
then you, you turn it on and it has um, no battery. Everything else is fine, but there's no battery. Well, in this case, it's, it's yeah. So I think at that point I'm also going to have um, James reach into his pocket and pull out a pen. Okay, that's great. If I wanted to write something 006, I could, I've got a household full of stuff I could do that with. But it's one of the special ones that, um, you know, three clicks and a boom. So it's got to have something in it for power to or to to prime the um, the explosive compound. So more MacGyvering and. I think we have the radio going, or the radio. Um... Yes, I know, but it's. <laughs> that's, a, that's a no good. It's we plenty of good. Go away. <laughs> yes. There's nothing more annoying than done. a non-writer butting their nose into your into your idea. <laughs> No, go watch it. The, the, the trailer for it's up. You'll you'll hate. Um, you'll either love it or hate it. Oh no, some new kid. But Nick Stokes from C- from CSI is in there too. I like the new trailer from MacGyver. Just to let you guys know. Oh well, he has long hair. No, he doesn't have a mullet. He does not have, the mullet. The mullet is completely outdated. It would look ridiculous. Tell him to go away. You're busy. The Kira says, "Go away. We're busy." This is my house. I can be here. Sean. Yes. I've been pointed. I've been dismissed. You are. <laughs> I, you know, actually, I'm okay yes, with the um, with the reboot of MacGyver so far. I mean, I'm not mad at it yet. So, um. That's not to say I won't be mad at it after the pilot. So we'll see. Yes, this is true. So, but you know, I'm not saying we're going to mix MacGyver into this. I'm just saying that uh, the term MacGyver, and I mean, come on, they used it in, in SG1, and that was just you know absolutely ridiculous. But whatever. Um, hmm. Okay. So, do they use the do they use this to to open up the radio? Do they use it to? What are they going to use that thing for? Well, they're going to get the hot wiring done so that way they can actually get out. The dynamic duo is going to go do a sweep of the uh, house to see if anybody's still breathing. The, the, the debatable part is is if I'm going to have them breathing or not. And. Then they take the Jeep or the, the vehicle and off they go. So, yeah, they're going to need the radio for pickup. But it's... I would expect that um, Tanner probably has, or Tanner or, or M, probably have a semi-private channel so if it's if that radio is tuned to that and all they get is a tone, 
we have a unobtrusive pickup because when Q popped open the equipment that um, the guys got and found that there were none of the special stuff, it kind of pointed an, um, a finger at who the inside person was. So they're not going to want to tell that inside person they're on their way back and they found Q. Right. So, so they need to get Q out and everybody else out in a way that is below the radar. So... Okay, so he's somewhere in the rushes. They get him out across the border because there's places where the border is actually very rather porous. I don't know I'm just curious. Where do you think your boot, um, your word count is right now? Um, you're probably right about the 50k mark. Now Maybe. or before? <laughs> well, it all depends on how how detail I'm getting. Because there's a lot of stuff I can probably gloss over by concentrating on other things. Where instead of getting into Bond's mission, I have a conversation between um, you know the power players as you know uh, you hear in the background. Bond, why are you? That didn't need to explode. And, you know, have everybody look over at the nice flash of light and then go back to, to their discussion. So, you know, I'm I'm not putting that level of detail in. The peanut gallery is saying 75 to, uh, 70 to 75,000, I'm guessing. That would depend greatly on um, if you're going to do a time skip, if you're going to put mm-hmm. James and Alex in the field on missions, and if you're going to write about them, are you just going to skip over them and say they mm-hmm. happened? Um, and whose POV you're in on any given um, scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Q's POV is probably going to be very much along the same lines of the slow and steady crawl towards insanity as he starts doing things or contemplating doing things. What can he do with magazines? Do I have them here? And then merrily proceeds to, <laughs> to rip the room apart, um, which is where he found the magazine. Uh, so, yeah, there's, there's, I'd have to do this in chunks, but yeah, there's, I'm probably actually about 60 to 65, I think. And then the, the second half of this is going, or the last bit of it is going to be um, dealing with the traitor and figuring out what the reason for the steal was. So money and revenge can be the same in this as well. Um, revenge against him because he took him down. He also gets his position uh, because he was planning on our meeting some type of a accident eventually or just outliving him. Um, money because he would have access to Q and Q if he thinks he's relatively soft 
he could uh, use him to get stuff because if, if, if he's dead, if everybody thinks he's dead, nobody's looking for him. Nobody's looking for his hacking. So there would that there would be that, and then against Daddy Dearest, it's a way of getting him out in public because if he's been private and such revenge against him, you know, shoot him, cause him mental anguish, bring up something, you know, let's see if we can tarnish the image again. You know, what would what would MI6 do if they found out that their their precious Q was the son of a of a Russian um, intelligence KGB officer who was oh yeah big time that's KGB How right that would they be yeah I would expect so how much would they freak out about that. So, all sorts of little of of things that are all blending together for one unholy mess. Okay, how does the new R, the traitor, know about mm-hmm. Q's father? Well, he's been there a long time. Okay. Um Passed over for promotion for a young snot. Mm-hmm. He he had been the presumptive R. Let's say at one point, and was passed over for it for this this kid. You know, and he's been there so long that he he remembers a lot of things. There there things don't quite add up. I don't think. Um, I don't think he's going to be a sleeper, Barb. Um, I think what he's going to be is just one of those people who... Asshole? His hinge was a little... Well, yeah, asshole, yes, but I also think his hinge is a little loose. <laughs> I like that. His hinge is a little loose. <laughs> yeah. A little yeah. squeaky. He's not quite completely... Yeah, he's not quite completely unhinged, but he's working it. Um... The other thing is, is every place has records. Even if they're not on computer, there's got to be a record of it somewhere. And if you've been within an organization forever and ever and ever, and you're always that person who, you know, that good old person who, who is always reliable, not always the, the most... Um, audacious or innovative, but you know that this person you can rely on for good, steady stuff. And, and you know, I need this file. This person has always been discreet. you got to have one of those. There's always somebody like that. So he's basically MIC's, um, MI6's secret keeper. I don't think he's a secret keeper so much as well, that's what happens in organizations if there's somebody yeah. like that who's dependable, who mm-hmm. gets um, the go-to person for certain people because he's not so high mm-hmm. up in the chain of command that he's always in demand, that he's easy mm-hmm. to get to. 
Um, mm-hmm. Rogue comments, some people read anything and everything. Jilly's comments, maybe R was support on M's mission where she got pregnant and he figured it out. There's that. Or he could have been one of, um, he wasn't, he wasn't direct support, but hey, the, the report passed through his hands and he remembered and he went looking. You know, paper files, things got to get moved. And that's the key. This, this is what, what brought it up because they moved. All the paper files moved. You know, and in those paper files was, I'm not naming this kid Quentin. I swear <laughs> to God, I'll find another Q name. Um, you don't got to call him Q. It's the it's the height of irony though, um, but you know you ha- you find this out this 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 kids you know there's there's a picture of the 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 child, all right and it's Q, and it's got the um, the DNA test that shows that Daddy Dearest is who it is, and that snaps. That's the that's the the the, the stressor. You know, I am. I've I've been loyal. I'm I'm 100% English. I've never. You know, there's nobody in my background that is is you know of a danger. Why why is this person this this you know young child who has this um, ancestry that is quickly quickly that's absolutely fabulous. Matthew Quigley. Uh-huh. Oh, name him Matthew. Oh my God. Yeah. Matthew Matthew um, Quigley M. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But it does bring to mind um the question you haven't answered. Um was he adopted or was he raised by a member of M's family? Is he aware that M is his mother? Did he believe M was his aunt? Okay, so just for for um, completeness sake, sake uh, quickly down under came out in ninety, so I'm not going to use the name. <laughs> um, and I love the movie too; it's a fabulous movie. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, I fucking love Quigley Down Under. Mhm. So does my mom. Oh God, I'm so happy with that movie. Um. I think that he, I think he suspected. And I think he knew he was adopted. His parents um, really did love him, you know, the, the, the people he called his parents. And, you know, there was a family friend, you know, Mia Comments' godmother. That'll work. Um, so, you know, there's this family friend, uh, this this battle acts of a lady who um, carefully, slowly chats up, you know, uh, this computer genius of a child and gets him hooked on the idea of of serving. And she draws him in, and he he's not a field asset. He's never been a field asset. 
he's always been as safe as she can make him until the guy falls. And then he gets promoted. And then the the, um, the events happen. And R.R. finds the paper file when they move everything to the new place. And shit goes to hell. Okay, so there's that. You should cast your time. bad guy as somebody who always plays the good guy. Well, he's gonna be an older gentleman. How? So, um, fifties. Because I've got Hughes as as thirty-one. I want him at least at least twenty mid twenties. Yeah, when he's when he's in um Colin Firth. I like that. Although he did play oh my god, Colin Firth did play this I watched this movie with Nicole Kidman on Netflix. I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um Colin Firth was in it. I forget what it's called, but it's mm-hmm. got Colin Firth and Nicole Kidman um and wow. Mhm. Um, I know, I know that he is pretty young, but this is, he's got to be old enough that he was, he was, uh, an adult when Q, when this whole thing started, because he has to remember that file. Okay. So, um, Bernard Hill, admittedly the actor is too old, but it was the guy who played, um, Theoden in, Lord of the Rings. Are you looking him up? No, I'm thinking. How's that Kenneth Brogna guy? He looks like he can play batshit. Kenneth Brogna? He can play batshit pretty well. Yeah, he did. He played Gilroy Lockhart. Yeah. I'm not sure if you want to call that bat shit or um, uh, a narcissist. Mm, I think that's a, I think that's a combo. Clark Gregg. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's almost a non-entity as far as as. No, I don't want Eastwood gag. Um, let's see. But maybe someone who is kind of um, straight-laced, um, boring on the outset, someone you wouldn't expect. Um, I want somebody very... Hmm. Looking at actors in their fifties. Yeah, no. Hmm. I don't know who any of those. I want somebody who who looks relatively bland. You know. 
probably guys. All these people are really, really pe- pretty people. I want somebody who blends. You know, Mark Strong, <laughs> Hugh Laurie, Bill Yes, Jason Isaacs. You know, no, they, they're 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 all really, really pretty uh, people who would who stand out. And he needs blend, to not yeah, stand out. Yeah, for love nor money. Yeah. This needs to be character actors. The guy who played Filch in the Harry Potter movies. He played who? Filch? No, Filch. God, that's... Yeah, no. Filch is very much a guy who I would I would keep an eye on. Um, yeah, Filch you would, but the actor in a different role you might not. He's played by David Bradley. Too old. He's 74. Yes, yes. Hmm. I want somebody who blends. He's also got to be. It looks like he he would be enough to um, to stay current on tech. Yeah, no, I'm not picking him. Kevin, who's that? So someone who's kind of bland. Well, Clark. You know. Um, well, he works. Uh, Kevin Watley, Idor Spike put up um, Kevin Watley. He is very bland looking. He, he fits the requirements of somebody who can blend in the background. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. He's 65, mm-hmm. though. You can always step his age down. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of the face I want. Of course, if he is 60, in his 60s, um, that would even be a bigger dig because he is that, and he has been with MI6 that long, and he Mm -hmm. would have been higher up in the management when Q was born Mm -hmm. because you don't want him, like, in his early 20s because unless he's spectacular, he wouldn't have been high up in the organization, even um, um, even in Q branch, to be aware of double omissions, would he? Probably not unless he was an absolute rock star. And, and you know, that. I mean, he was an absolute rock star. Would... He would have been on the train to queue. Yeah. So. So putting him in his 60s okay, would put so... him in his 30s when Q was born, which would give him more time which to move up would... the organization. Which means he could have been in the, say, um, he could have been running the mission. Right. Okay. Someone up to, um, up thread said that too, and it's probably a good choice if you want to do that for him to be at least in his late twenties, early thirties when um, the mission takes place. Right. So. And okay. if she, so and if he have... was her handler, she would have trusted him more than anybody else as far as the ramifications of that mission and helping mm-hmm. place her child 
if you wanted to go that route. Yeah. Um, this particular Jonathan Price, if I remember correctly, was. I could have swore he was a bad. Guy. Yeah, he was. He was a. Um, he was a bomb bad guy. I, so FYI. Um, so I guess Kevin Watley's your choice. Waitley, Watley, yeah. Watley. Kevin yeah, Watley. It's, it's either that. It's either that or uh, Ruffalo. I don't, I'm not sure he's bland enough. <laughs> Point. Even when he tries to be awkward and bland, he's not really either. No, he's not. Okay. So we have we have um <laughs> We have um, Kevin Watley as our our person. He's in his early to mid-60s. He was one of the people running double O missions back in the mid-80s. He either ran or had access to the mission where M um, had, a, had a rabbit die. And... didn't make the connection, didn't make the connection until the paper files were moved. And because of his position, where he had been the one who, or had been one of the ones who had been running double O missions, had been, um, was indeed very, very, very trusted. He was the one who was in charge of moving the paper files, found cues, and the resentment and the that squeakiness of his hinge finally went over the edge and he he did this. Now, how is he going to mastermind all this shit? Well, he's been around for a while. Yeah. So he's he's got he's got um he was old school, so he probably was at one point somebody who was out on the sharp and pointy end or at least knew what the sharp and pointy end was and had the contacts. So, yeah, this was arranged. This was done. It cost him a lot, which is one of the reasons why he would have wanted Q for his, his hacking skills. So, okay, we have, we have motivation and we have reason. So now we've got to do confrontation and then after effects because now Q knows for for sure and certain um, who his parents actually are. So do I want Q to do the takedown or do I want the guys to do it? Now let's do Q. Because Q's been pretty much powerless for a good chunk of this particular story. He's been locked in a room, going slowly insane. And plotting a hellacious amount of revenge. 
losing his temper strand by strand. So... Because if it were me, by the time I got out of that um, building straight, whatever it was, you know, whatever, um, I wouldn't have a hit list. I would have a small list of people I didn't intend to kill. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And everybody else would be fucking fair game. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that, that, that could potentially be it. Um, somewhere in here, I think there's going to be the thank God we're all alive routine. You know. Um, she means sex. She means the hot sex and there's yes. going to be some hot sex and well, for yes. fuck's sake, it only took us 80K to get there. We better have some seriously hot sex and <laughs> well, you know, you've got, you've got at least the other two who, you know, can, can, um, blow off some steam and, you know, you're not doing any of us any good if you don't sleep. And, you know, let's go for the natural sleep aids. Um, <laughs> Q guilt. I can't believe we're getting off. Where's Q? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, now. Okay, so... And you can also have <laughs> poor Q. He's, you know, he's lying there in his his lonely bed. You know, after he's dumped into the room where he's slowly going insane. And you know, it's Say either he the reads chat the room, double cock, um, double O cocks are natural sleep aids. <laughs> no, all cocks are natural sleep aids when they're used appropriately. Yes, for but their I'm intended purpose. Yes, I'm. I'm also thinking that there's going to be at least one session where uh, Q is in. He's, you know, what else are you going to do? You know, he can't read the magazines again. You know, he's going to think of his his partners and you know have a good time as such as he can. I think we'll see. Um, see see how I awkward I feel about doing the, or tucking one of those in in the middle with that. Um, I'm trying to decide if I was being held captive if I would be too mad to masturbate well you know he can only contemplate so many ways of of, you know making people upset and and, or making people um, regret the days they were born Oh, be- I you beg know, to differ. He, he, That's an infinity um, exercise. Well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he'll, he'll figure he it out. He obviously doesn't take revenge as um, seriously as I do. <laughs> well, I also don't want my husband coming out of the, the office going, ew, icky, pew. So, you know, <laughs> I don't need that one. Um, hmm. <laughs> They're driving down the mountainside. The uh chalet is a lovely set of rubble behind them. And um as they're they're getting ready to uh um drive back to civilization, there is the commentary of as soon as we get to the hotel room, I am going uh, 
you two owe me X, Y, Z number of, you know, orgasms. (laughs) (laughs) I've been deprived. And one of the two look at him and go, uh, not fond of of solitary pleasures. And it's like, I was bored, but I was not going to give them a show. (laughs) So this can be where we lead into the life-affirming sex. The hot mixing. Yes, indeed. So, you know, that, that takes care of that. And as to why Q really had no idea what was going on, because I think that they would have done this, the relatively smart thing and um, if I was going oh, to hold him I got to put myself on hold my um, uh, Cisco is about to howl is about to sing the song of oh. his ancestors I'm going to put you I'm going to put myself on hold continue without me okay I'll keep chatting um, okay let me know if y'all can hear me so I think uh I think when he gets back in, it's going to be a case of they get into Q branch um, or the new Q branch uh, carefully, quietly, and without tripping um, tripping up the new R. Now, I don't know if there's going to be a mission being run, either a real one or a faux one, or he doesn't know it's a a fake mission, and he's running it as if it's real, but everybody else knows it's fake. So that way, when Q comes in and tar out of the sky, there's no actual problems with an actual mission. So, yeah, I think that's what's going to be. And... Somewhere in there, there's also going to be the meeting of Daddy Dearest. So um, that's going to be something that's going to have to get tucked in. And also the... um, He's been missing for probably between six to eight weeks at that point. So I would expect that he's going to have to go through the whole, are are you fit, have you been compromised... Um, what's been going on medical let us escape from medical because you know I don't think he's going <laughs> to say well Thomas daddy needs them at the hotel because the hickey covered uh, cue would be hilarious <laughs> in some ways it would be having him pound on the door but it would also and, be embarrassing, um, and I hate seeing other character. I hate seeing characters be embarrassed. It, it makes me deeply uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I don't think I want Q to be that vulnerable. Um, you're welcome, Sables. Um, so yeah, I think it's. I think that one's going to be in a position of strength where Q and Daddy Dears don't meet until Q officially has his job back. And he's had so much um, so of his, his his um, 
power stripped from him through this kidnapping. Mm-hmm. I agree that you're right. He needs to um, meet this man he didn't know about mm-hmm. from a place of strength. Mm-hmm. And Alec and um, and James are going to also find out the name that Q was given before you know he became Q, or R as the case may be. So I had to figure out a name for that. It's not Matthew Quigley. Are you sure? <laughs> yes, I'm quite sure. <laughs> because if I put Matthew on, everybody's going to think that it's going to be Maddie. Oh, well, this is true. This is true. Yeah. I got to so. too, because Matthew Quigley cracks me up. <laughs> yeah. So, hmm. I want to keep that and alright Q names because apparently I suck at doing anything with staying away from this oh dear god the things you put people through so I can see okay so we can do the last name of say like Quincy okay and so I have to figure out a first name so we can have a cue in there. So look up really popular um, baby names in Britain during the time that he was born because if she's a spy, she's going to want her son to blend in. All right, 100 most popular baby names of 1985. Matthew was number three. Ruin my fun. <laughs> um. Good God. The British were boring in these years. Well, she would want him to have a really boring common name because she's not going to want him to stand out. Hmm. Um, I'm not saying going so far as John Smith, but you know what I mean. This is, Mm -hmm. I mean, she wants to hide him. He needs to have a very common name so he can blend right into the system. Mm, yeah, but I gotta have one that I actually can stand, and quite honestly, some of these I can't stand. Hmm. Yeah, no, I'm not doing Bernard. That's just evil. Huh. Yeah, I haven't even figured out his father's name yet, Mia. 
That's the problem. Um, you should cast one of the old James Bonds as his, as his daddy. Oh, that's just creeptastic as hell. Because I just <laughs> went to Roger Moore. <laughs> Give him a strong, strong English name of William. I like William. William Quigley. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, uh, what? Um, whatever the the name I picked was. So, um, called called Billy when he was a boy. which is probably about as generic as they come. I agree. So, good, good choice. Yeah. It's strong. It's not... Um, it's ordinary, it but it's also yeah. not... Um, because she was a very no-nonsense kind of woman. It, she wouldn't have... Mm-hmm. You know. There wouldn't be any flights of fancy with that name. No. Yeah. Um, middle name. Would she even give him a middle name? You know, if I was going to do a middle name, it would probably be, um, you know, um, William Kenneth. And then, yeah, that works. Okay. And the character was rather cultured, so I don't know. I think that for her, that was bone deep. You know, she she was of... She was of, of good breeding, if you will. Okay. So we've got that. He meets Daddy Dearest in a position of strength. The bad guy is dealt with, however we I, I do the dealing with. The remnants of whatever um, whatever trendles he used to to get his his plan going are are stripped down. They actually managed to take down more of the various um, parts of the the corpse of of, um, of Spectre because they they were running after that for a little bit. It's like by accident. It reminds me yeah. of this fic once I read, and I forget. Um, it was about Blair. It was a Sentinel fic, and they yeah. thought Blair had been kidnapped, and major crimes uh-huh. went around the whole fucking city, like busting in doors and arresting people and solving <laughs> cases, trying to find Blair. Uh-huh. And Jim's all freaked out, but Blair skipped school and went to a carnival. Yeah, he, he went. He went to an amusement park, and and there was a uh, scene where where Jim says he can he can just he can hear, hear screaming, screaming. <laughs> and what's Meanwhile, happening at that point is Blair's going down a roller coaster. Catch 
brigade are turning themselves in to avoid being harassed by major crime because they're looking for yes. the Blair. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, there's there, there's been a fair amount of that. Great. So yeah. that works. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's great though. Yeah, we'll see. If we I can... bet on Ao3. For it. <laughs> I think it's Polly Bywater. I agree. I have I don't read many authors yeah. in uh, Sentinel, but I, I, I do agree with you. I, mm-hmm. I don't think it was Polly Bywater, and um, yeah, they all run around scaring the shit out of criminals and and Cascade and it works too. It works. <laughs> they, they cleaned up the city while they were looking for Blair. <laughs> yep. So. Okay, so we've got that. Um, and then and then when we do the, the end, the fade to black, it's... Um, hmm. Well, it's that the, the, the... Thank God we're alive again. <laughs> Let's go celebrate this. So that could work. Hmm. So I think that would work. So the end. Yeah, there's there's a couple really good ones by Polly that um uh Idorf Spike said commented that she thought she'd um she'd read everything. Not so much. There's there's a lot of stuff that, that Polly did uh that you still find. It wasn't Polly, it was somebody else. It was. Uh yeah. Because I just looked at at all of them. All the Sentinel fix that she did that are up on AO3. All 55? You went through all 55 while, we, while you were doing that? There's 36. There's 55. Yeah. What the hell are you looking at? What the hell am I looking at? What the hell are you looking at? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at all the ones under Sentinel. Okay, so whatever. Um, <laughs> that is better. Dol- uh, Dolomar. I don't know who it is. Um, hmm. So, yeah, the end result is going to be a thank God we're alive and let's see if we can break the bed. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I figure that's, that's going to see if we can break the bed. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, so I think that's basically it. I think that's that's the end of that, but there's a lot of fill in that 
that would have to happen because um Okay, yeah. the fic is called Don't Mess Around with Jim by Ms. Gordo, mm-hmm. and it's oh. on AO3, and I'm posting a link for it. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. I highly recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of those that is definitely worth the, the read. Okay, so I've plotted a story. I may or may not write the the thing. Okay, it's probably going to go on the list of things to write. (laughs) It will probably be one of the longest single things I've ever written to date. Okay, so... Hmm. We'll have to figure it out. Hmm. Translation, don't email her and ask her when this fic is going to be posted. Please, God, don't. (laughs) (laughs) I've got other things on my plate. Um, What was the experience like, Uh, Julie asks. Um, A lot more rushed because I um, I normally don't get the specific because I... If anybody's seen my stuff when I put it up on uh, Rough Trade and sees the outlines I do, they're very minimal, okay, at least as far as um, the specifics go. I put normally put a lot of um, what I want to get out of a chapter, you know, the, the, the feelings or a end result, um, more than I do a actual you know, this is what we're going to do, and then this, and then this, and then this. So it um, it's a lot more, this is a lot more in-depth than I normally get. And, you know, yes, I'm very definitely the, the absolute pantser of the group because I will take the 500-word outline that I normally do and produce 50,000 words of fic, and it actually works, which has to drive you absolutely bonkers, Kira. It does. And for the record, I did not force her to do this. She volunteered. No, I did. You know, but it's it's one of those of I don't normally do this. So it's it's very different for me. You know, and um, it was a lot of fun. You know, will I have to re- re- or uh, listen to this again to get all the little bits? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to do that because <laughs> there is – there's a lot of stuff we put in here that I put in here that I contemplated things that, you know, do I want to turn down this level or not? Because it's um, some of the, the false trails that I went down would make good false trails for our, um, our various investigators to go down and come back and say, no, you know, Hey, that wasn't right. It got us some good stuff, but it wasn't what we were looking for. So, you know, that, that's something to contemplate. What's really interesting is that um, even in a plotting m- mode, you're kind of all over the place, you know, like going off on little mm-hmm. little strings and pulling strings and moving things around, and, and you can mm-hmm. almost kind of like almost see that. Um, where Julie is very straightforward. She's like, 
Sea Hill, Take Hill. <laughs> it's a very. Yes. <laughs> and um, she said something. We were talking about my my plot drift, and she said that um, that um, one thing she noticed about me was that I would pick up ideas and follow that idea all the way to the ramifications and see how it would impact my plot. Um, which she thought was interesting, and I never really realized I did it until she pointed it out. Like, someone in the chat room suggested that I make it impossible that the reason that the curse backfired for Harry was because there was a curse on the Riddle and Potter lines preventing them from killing each other. Um, mm-hmm. And my response to that was, well, if that's true, and that's the reason that the curse backfires, it makes it impossible for Harry to fulfill the prophecy, which means he's not the boy. Him, he's mm-hmm. not the one. He's not the chosen one. Um, but that's right. just that's just how my brain works. I follow it mm-hmm. to a conclusion, to where it will go, to see if it will benefit me. Um, and I've always done that. It's just really curious to have it pointed out, and I didn't even recognize that I was doing it until someone pointed it out. And then I realized, going through my plots, that's how I always do it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And the thing is, for me, is I actually, up to a point, I do contemplate all of that, but mine is a lot more, um, a lot more is up in my head and, and, and not talked out, because things that I want to, to contemplate, things that I want to add or subtract, they, the the decision may be reached, you know, without having to, to actually, um, put it down on paper, okay? Now, it doesn't, I, I will probably end up using some of those things and, you know, roll them on um, into the story, but, hey, you know, we'll see how it goes. Okay, we're down to a minute. Thank you for joining mm-hmm. me. It was mm-hmm. kind of horrifying and interesting <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> But it's Sorry. also it's it's just a really interesting experience to to listen to somebody else um, go through mm-hmm. the plotting process, and I hope you guys are learning um, a lot from this, and you're enjoying it. And uh, we'll see you next time. And I don't know what next time will be or what we'll be talking about. Who it will be? <laughs> Have yeah, a we'll good weekend. Yeah, me too. Shut up and sit down.